What's up and welcome to episode 7 of season 2 on Dear 1995, where I read aloud totally unedited entries from my 1990s high school diary. As always, Brooke is here by my side to keep things real and, you know, hilarious. Hello! In last week's episode, Little G gave an update on the whole ski trip Mm -hmm. where she smoked up or out for the first time. And I think, basically, Little G is completely consumed by Kylie at the moment. I would say that's a definite obsession level, like, DEFCON 10, 9 out of 10. (laughs) Five stars out of five. It's kind of like all we hear about in the diary. Mm -hmm. Um, Kylie had another kind of suicide scare, which was very upsetting. And then when things got a bit back to normal, Little G got ditched again by Kylie's crew. Yeah. So it's all... She runs a bit hot and cold. She does. Mm -hmm. All around Kylie. So, 90s mode this week. Um, Once again, as usual, I want to change things Mm -hmm. up a little bit. Um, I was messaging with a listener the other day, and she didn't realize that we live in London. I know, Mm -hmm. and it kind of occurred to me after that conversation that obviously not everyone knows, like what we're doing now like they all know about me way back when and Mm -hmm. kind of you way back when Mm because we do a lot of reminiscing we do a lot of sharing um but they don't know like real present day gwen and brooke like big g big b Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i thought um get ready for some exciting content (laughs) we could talk about like how our lives have changed from when we were teenagers like how we thought our lives were going to turn out and like what they actually are now How do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Are you up for it? Yeah, totally. So I have some questions for Mm -hmm. you. Wait, are you you also going to share? Yeah, I'll share. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, as always, I'll ask you a question and And then then I'll answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. um, What did you want to be like when you grew up, when you were in high school? Like, did you have a job you wanted to do? I've thought about this a lot because um, with my own, because I didn't really understand the depth and breadth of all the jobs in the world. Like, of course we don't. Yeah. Um, My dad was a lawyer. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So I didn't. And then, so with my kids, when I see something being made, I'm like, do you understand how many different jobs have done this? Yeah. There's a sound engineer. There's there's someone behind a camera. There's someone who built the set. You could do any one of those things. Yeah. Because... So basically, I love telling stories and I liked English. Um, and Same. I felt like the the path to do that was journalism. Mm-hmm. That was or a communications degree. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to be a journalist and write. Um, and so I I was heading for that. I was doing that. And you did it. And I thought it was that or to be a lawyer because my dad did a lot of writing and mm-hmm. a lot of reading. Uh, what about you? I... So I was similar. I really loved writing when I was younger, and I liked being creative. As we have seen. As we have yeah, mm-hmm. just loved writing it all down. Um, and likewise, I did not know about no. other jobs There's so many ways all. to be a storyteller if yeah. that's what you want to do. I had no concept. And it could have been know, like Shola. It could have been like producing people's stories. But I feel like I didn't even know about like copywriters no. or... Like, because as we know, my dad was an academic and like all of our friends were academics. So people with like normal jobs, like I had no idea, like people worked in advertising or like normal jobs in offices. Like that was not clear to me at all. And actually, even in college, I didn't really understand either because I went to a super small liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere 
like people weren't doing internships and I just had not a hugely practical curriculum. No, it wasn't practical at all. And I had no concept of like the real world and what real jobs were available. So I always like wanted to be a writer, but in my mind, being a writer was like a novelist or, you know, like writing books or something like that. in my like yeah and then when I got a bit older I dreamt of like being a script writer like or like writing for TV shows Watch this space. yeah you guys <laughs> like I still like but same yeah I just didn't basically know how to you make can that just happen make stuff up yeah I mean should we've been in LA on writing teams yes. and you I'm know great with the dialogue we would have been great in a writing team I so much know. value I know bringing <laughs> snacks snack level high all about the snacks. so much energy have you listened to the um the Good Place podcast. You know they have a podcast. No, I, I need to do that. I'm writing. I'm it's gonna write so it down now. interesting because they get down. people on that like are involved in the production of the show. Yes. Like they have the writers on. That's and what she we talks needed. About, like the writers' room, and I'm like so yeah. enticed by that. I'm like that's I'm so enticed. cool. There are no windows. It's like it's like just I'm like still enticed. Yeah, I'm like I'm still enticed. That's amazing. And yeah. she, she's like, it's just like we're there you know, 12 hours a day and we just know everything about each other. Yeah. I'm, they have I'm all the inside that. jokes. Yeah. All the that. food. Mm-hmm. Loving so it. So cool. I think, um, and I think for me, like I definitely had, I had uni and I had like the first 10 years, like I could see that, especially once you get your first job, you can sort of see this sort of little roadmap. Yeah. And then after that, I feel like you need a new plan every decade or every mm. kind of 20 years. Yeah. Like my plan's tapped out. Um, so wait so tell us tell everyone what you do now and like how you got there what do I do now so I I was a became a magazine editor in Australia went to New York and was a magazine editor assigning commissioning and this is how Brooke and I when we met in London Mm -hmm. realized that we knew all these people in common because I used to do beauty PR in New York and Brooke was a beauty editor Mm -hmm. and so we realized we knew all these people Um, and then um, in what I will call the breeding years, yes, I was on a like super cushy contract with a magazine in New York, writing stories in my tracky dacks, mm-hmm. but no one needs to know that. And Can we that say what magazine? Years. Oh, for Allure, for Allure magazine. Um, and then before like everyone on that team was fired. And then, um, <laughs> uh, sayonara. And then, um, yeah, and then... Like like most of us came, stuck my head back out from the fog, the clouds, and then, you know, media is changing at like this yeah. cracking pace. Um, yeah, now, I, you know, I've written a screenplay. I've mm-hmm. got this podcast. I do lots of freelancing. I just write basically whatever words need to be written. But you're so good at it. I don't, I don't know. You I, are. Don't be like modest. most people our age. I'm just like, who am I? What am I doing? I should have been a midwife. Why? <laughs> I do not think I should. <laughs> no, no, no. I read this is going to hurt, and now I've changed yeah. my mind. Maybe therapy. I don't know. And tell everybody what you write for at the moment. Oh, I write for I write uh, the content for Wardrobe Icons. Yes, which is a fashion magazine. And Laura is um, another mutual friend of yeah, ours. Yeah, Fantachi. Hi, Laura. Is our friend. Hi, Laura. <laughs> this will be our test to see if she's yes, listening. Yes, if she's actually mm-hmm. listening. Um, yeah. What um, about you? About me. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I said, I always wanted to be a writer. And then I went to college and, like, still thought somehow I'd be a writer. Um, Graduated, moved to Manhattan, 
thought maybe I would get into advertising, and oh, yeah. I got copywriting or something. Yeah, yeah, I got a job at um, a massive advertising agency as a receptionist, mm -hmm. and it did not go well. Were they not nice? They weren't very nice. I think I was like a bit on my high horse with all the other receptionists. Like, I just graduated from college and I shouldn't mm -hmm. be a receptionist. Like, yeah. why am I here? I don't want to get coffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I got fired from that <laughs> job. <laughs> Ouch. I was also demoted from a receptionist role. Really? Yeah. I yeah. They didn't even really tell me why. I cried at the desk the I, whole day. Oh my god, I it was cried. People Hello? just walked past me. I was crying. Wait, you still were at your desk? Oh, because you got demoted. I was like escorted out of the building. <laughs> bye bye. Like yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise style. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, that was horrendous. And then I was kind of like, well, I guess I can't work in advertising. Mm -hmm. And then. Which is also ridiculous because. Right. But like, I just, yeah, had no. It left a bad taste in your mouth. So then I had like a few really random like office -y jobs. Oh, I was a receptionist at Talk Magazine. Cool. Which I think I talked about. Mm -hmm. So it was run Tina by Brown. Tina Brown and mm -hmm. Ron Galati and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And all the mice in New York were in that office. Oh, same with Cosmo. Disgusting. All the other mice. The mice that didn't want to be at Talk yeah, were, at were at Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. Over in the yeah. Hearst building. Yeah, they'd be so, just a scream every now and then. Yeah, yes, exactly. And everyone's feet would go up. I'm like scarred from that. Disgusting. Like if someone kicks a like a sock, I jump. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like it's, it's horrendous. So gross. I remember in New York when we realized late at night that there were mice just running around the periphery oh, of our I can't. living room. I can't. Just like on a little. But that's like track standard. All night. Standard in New York. Oh my gosh. So anyway, then um, a friend of mine from college had was working at Chanel mm -hmm. in the fashion PR team and she called me oh no no first she got me an internship at Jane magazine cool. so I interned on the fashion really editorial cool. team at Jane and then while I was there my friend at Chanel said they need somebody in the beauty PR team temporarily so I went and interviewed and then for basically that your whole career just and was blossomed from there completely yeah but it's so I kind of fell into it. Like, I didn't really even know what PR was, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I went and interviewed, and everyone was, like, super nice. I loved it at Chanel. But I feel like PR is still in, in, the, in the way that sort of all these differences of media are changing. Oh, yeah, it's completely set. changed. But PR... At the core, so, it's kind it's of the same. still about getting the coverage. Yeah. The way you get the, the coverage. The way you get, and who you're getting the and coverage And the relationships with and where you totally spend different. the budget and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was no social media when I started. There were no influencers, really. Mm. Like, that was, was just print, kind of basically. starting. Yeah, it was print. Um, it was, like, newspapers, magazines, like, a little bit of online. Like, Daily Candy. Remember Daily yeah, Candy? Yeah, yes. Started while I was there, which is kind of, like, the beginning of blogs really yeah 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 of course um that was massive daily candy i remember where at cosmo would be like online editor yeah do that that's such a dead-end <laughs> exactly. job wow <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean i still had to like she told us i had to fax documents to my boss yeah, yeah, at yeah. chanel like it was ridiculous but so that weird curly paper yes yeah so that's how i got into pr but i think i like just kind of went down that path and then started getting other jobs but the whole time I kept thinking this isn't really my career yeah, this is like this what is I'm doing while I'm waiting for like my tv writing write thing novel. to like yeah. or my novel to take mm -hmm. off which obviously never happened and then I've moved back and forth between London and New York a couple times worked for an agency in London 
married an Aussie. Married an Australian. Mm -hmm. Then we moved back to New York for the Australian to go to business school. Mm -hmm. And then I worked at Paul Smith doing fashion PR, which mm -hmm. I loved. And that, but still was like, this isn't real. <laughs> Holding pin in my career. I'm not yeah. an adult. No. Then we moved back to London. I started working at Soap and Glory. And now I am heading up PR for four skincare brands that are owned by Walgreens Boots mm -hmm. Alliance. So number seven, Botanics, Your Good Skin, and Liz Earl. Mm -hmm. And it is like, obviously I had a couple kids in between there. I am kind of now like, whoa. Yeah. I'm yeah. having a career. Yeah. I do still feel like someday I will have a TV show. <laughs> I don't see why not. Why not? I mean, we have the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Brooke and I live in London, just mm -hmm. to clear that up. Where and that's what yeah. we do. We yeah, we just try and make our dreams come true. All the dreams. <laughs> All the dreams. True. But um, I never would have. In a, I mean, if you asked me in high school, like. I wouldn't have known what PR was or I didn't really know that much about fashion or beauty to be honest. Like my no, mom yeah. never had magazines around. Um, so yeah. It's it, but even I remember actually in terms of longevity, when I went to my first publishing house in Australia, yeah. I remember at the time I was working for a magazine called Clio, which was like a Cosmo ripoff. Oh ripple. yeah, I know Clio. Um, I was like, where are all the people over 30? Right. Even then. Yeah. I was like, where do, do people not have jobs? Yeah. That should have been a red flag, knowing no. that I was headed for 30 <laughs> at some point. But, and then I got to New York, and there were people in their 40s and 50s who mm. had these long careers, yeah, these serious jobs. really well-paid executive editors. And I was like, oh, there they are. Yeah. That's what you can do. But I... Mind you, they all had no kids, and like, you know, yeah. like it wasn't necessarily like the Travel. flexible working no. dream or kind of... And that's kind of the cliche of the PR girls. Like, they all get married and then stop working and become interior designers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I... I think when I was like in my late 20s or 30s and I was, you know, like a press officer or a PR manager, mm. I thought I need to, like something else is going to happen because yeah. I can't be 40 and still sitting in like my cubicle doing this job, which is exactly what but I'm doing now. But that's why women in our decade, it's so empowering because you, yeah. you realize that nothing's going to happen, just happen anymore. No. Like you no longer sort of believe in this sort of, there's this plan for me because I feel it and yeah. that's just going to happen. I think you start to make things happen yeah, for yourself. Yeah, you have to make you it happen. You can become a lot more proactive as the great disillusion. And that's the thing. I think, like, yes, I am still do, like, doing PR and I'm sitting at a desk, not a cubicle, and I don't have an office, but nobody has offices. But I have grown in my career and yeah, I yeah, like have a super senior have a I title envy that the I'm fact happy. that you've stayed and you've had this like really solid career it's really? like really clear what you can do I guess I reckon people look at my CV and it's like what it's got mother but see I'm like oh, so mother. jealous of you because mm. like you made you wanted to be a writer and that's what you did and I never had the confidence like I know I'm like I am a good writer I don't think it's that I think that Jane didn't have an opening and yeah. Chanel did. I honestly think it's as it's about and happened. then you build on that and again Jane momentum. did have an opening and they didn't hire me. Boo. I know. That's How ridiculous. horrible is that? Whatever. They don't exist anymore. <sighs> <That> are, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jane what? Jane who? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. February 11th, 1996. Ditched. This morning I spoke to Kylie. She was really sorry, and just as I predicted, she said they didn't have fun anyway. 
Still, she understood why I was mad and agreed she would have been really pissed if I or anyone else did that to her. So also, as I predicted, I forgave her pretty quickly. But I still let her know that I was mad and why. I'm still kind of pissed at Shannon because she couldn't apologize or even admit that she did something wrong. I was willing for, to forget about it if she could just say she was sorry, but she could never do that. I think that Kylie, given her lifestyle choices, yeah. is someone who is really good at apologizing. Oh, Because completely. she does it all the time. Yeah, She's an she has act to. first, apologize later, kind yeah. of. But, like, this is this your first, do you think, like, toxic relationship? Totally. Do, did you think you... You're starting to get annoyed, but... I don't think I realize. You're in love with her. Yeah, I, I'm, I like, mean, fully in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. And she also, I think when she shines her bright Kylie light on mm-hmm. you, it feels so good. And yeah. you always act out and you make really bad choices, but it feels really And, special. like, I'm writing. Like, I'm aware of it, kind of, because I'm writing in here. Like, I, as usual, like, I'm going to let it go and, you know. But it's like the guy who's, like, playing hard to get. But then yeah. when you get that attention from yes. him, it's intoxicating. I'm like, okay. Just yeah, it's crazy. But she is like she's she's agreeing. She's saying I understand yeah, why like, you're I'm mad. So it's sorry. like textbook. Yeah, helping people feel better when you've she made them feel bad. What she's doing. So there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Kylie would just be constantly apologizing to everyone. Yeah, like it, it's probably just going through the motions for her. Yeah, yeah, she had to all the time. Don't tell little G that. I know. Anyway, today I slept till ten thirty. It felt so good. It was really nice out, so I got in my bikini and did my homework outside. I got a little tan. Yay! Then I went shopping with Kylie, Eliza, and Mike. Then Kylie and Eliza went to the Y. They said they were going to go out to dinner when they were done and invited me to come. So I went home, and they said they would call me when they were ready to eat. They would stop at Mark's and call from there. I went home, and my parents asked if I wanted to go to dinner with them, but I said I was going out in a little while, which seemed fine with them. Around 7.15, Kylie and Eliza still hadn't called. Finally, I know, it's just painful. Finally, I called Mark and he said they just left. They went to Draeger's to get some food to bring home so they could watch Lois and Clark while they ate. Do you remember Lois and Clark, by the way? I I loved it. Did you? I did not like that show. It was the like Superman y one, right? I feel like, yeah, with (gasps) Dean Kane. And, um, who I liked before he played that psycho who killed his wife and then, like, what was that? Lacey Lacey Peterson. What? You know the <laughs> the terrible murder where this guy killed his wife who was nine months pregnant. Sorry, oh. it just went dark. Anyway, was this like an after school special, like straight to DVD movie, or <laughs> it was like it was a TV real movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lois and Clark. Wait. Yeah, but the sexual tension between Dean and who Kane was and the woman? Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher mm-hmm. from Hatcher. Uh, Desperate Housewives yeah. and Soap Dish, mm-hmm. which was like oh my god, I love Soap Dish. Have we talked about Soap Dish? I love Soap Dish. You have no idea how obsessed I was with. It's soap about dish. family. It's about relationships. It's about TV behind the scenes. TV it's everything scenes. you need. Hello, Sally Field, oh, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg, Massive. Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Klein, Elizabeth Shue. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. I cannot even talk about that movie. We haven't even... Okay, let's... I'm going to write something down. We'll talk about oh Elizabeth Shuler. And I just an aside about Soap Dish. I was so obsessed with it and talked about it so much that I took a drama class in, um, like, junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And anytime somebody was obsessed with a the movie, they'd be like, is it your Soap Dish? 
It actually became because, a verb. Yes. Because I talked about <laughs> it so, so much. funny. I mean, that movie. I get obsessive like that too. It feels so good to be obsessed with a show. It's just the best. It's the best. And when you watch it with bowl food and you can just wolf that food down and eat your feelings while you're watching <laughs> great TV. I love or that. Chocolate. <laughs> or chocolate. Bowl food. As in <laughs> pasta. Yeah. <laughs> or cereal. Yeah. Once again, for the second night in a row, I had been forgotten. I was so mad. Soon after my parents came home, I left saying I was just going out to dinner. I love the way you cover. It's well, like you want them. because I'm embarrassed. You do, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Like, that's yeah. so embarrassing. It's mean. Like, I'm, like, and then they will I hate Kylie more. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why does this keep happening to me? You're even protecting her while she's deserting you. Yes. I mean. It's such a good It's just person. what you do with boyfriends. It's I It's like know. you don't want your parents to know that they've stood you up. I went over to Eliza's and stormed in. There were the two of them at the table eating. I actually yelled at Kylie, much to my surprise. I told her if she didn't want to do something with me, that she should tell me from the beginning, so I go with another option. I went off on how she didn't consider my feelings. I had other friends and other things I could be doing. She said she was sorry. I sulked for a while and ordered a pizza. <laughs> I love the way you stay. <laughs> I just stay and this order a pizza. Totally. You get so it just pathetic. reminds me of the way I was with my first boyfriend too. It's like <laughs> so this is just my friend. Yeah, no, but it's, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same yeah. thing. You're just like, I hate you. But okay, I'll just order a pizza and sulk yeah. on the sofa. <laughs> well, and it's like how I was with every guy in college and like just after oh. I graduated, like they were horrible to me. But this then idea they, of like self-respect yeah, and didn't, righteousness didn't can you work. take a course in that i feel like we both could have done with that empowered sister and chat of my there was none of that are so good about it like like i was the person that would you know like throw myself at any guy and oh, hook yeah. up with him and then he wouldn't call for weeks and oh, everyone would be like well like he should be out but then as soon as he called and wanted to hook up again i was like hey Oh, you were busy? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She said she was sorry. I sulked for a while and ordered a pizza, which I ate there while we watched TV. I stayed pissed for longer than usual, but of course we eventually made up. I told her she better not do it again. I think she got the point. I don't want her to think I don't care about her when I get mad at her so much. I just hope she knows that I'm such a good friend to her and that it wouldn't hurt for, for her to be as good a friend to me. Well, I'd better go to sleep. Hopefully tomorrow will be good. Love, Gwen. I'm proud of little G. What? I think Why? Because I think you went over there and even in the face of the, all the intense feelings, yeah. you just stood up for yourself. Yeah, but I still stayed there. And then I'm saying I know, here, like, I hope worst. she knows that I is, still care about her when I, I get she mad. she knows that I'm such a good friend. Yeah. Like, psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. February 15th, 1996. <laughs> V-Day. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and surprisingly enough, I had a really fun day. Kylie and I decided to take the whole day off from school, except for Spanish for me, which was from 7 to 7.50. Then Kylie picked me up at school. I left my car at gun. We had planned everything the day before. We drove to Santa Cruz. First, we stopped at this really nice viewpoint and had some food we bought in a, brought this in a is cooler. Like the best day. <laughs> it's like the 30. best, most romantic it's date like ever. It's like date day, yeah. and I'm loving it. I would like to go on a date with you. Like, I think girl dates are yeah, the best. Yeah, girl dates are the best. So fun. And you get to go to sleep at the end. Exactly. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Then we went to a beach right around her family's summer home and laid out for a while. Then we climbed over all these rocks and stuff up above the beach to the communal patio area by her house. We lay there for a while looking over the ocean. 
Then we drove to Capitola and went shopping. After that, we went down to downtown Santa Cruz, walked around, and had lunch at a pizza place. We also bought matching anklets to remember our trip. It was so much fun. The weather was perfect. I got a tan in February. Um, February, it's supposed to be winter. That is amazing. I know. California mm. weather, people. Mm-hmm. We got back to Gunn around 3.30 and then went to gymnastics at 4.30. There was another big fight, but I guess it was kind of worked out. Then I went to ballet. The day before that was really good, too. I asked Matt to Sadie's. We all saw that coming. <laughs> I, I thought he was off the... I actually forgot about Sadie's. Well, so. I couldn't get the confidence up to ask anyone that I really liked. Like Shane with asked. a Y or a Hot Mormon. Exactly. The Hot Untouchables. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or like any number of people. <laughs> anyone but Matt. Yeah. Basically anyone. <laughs> He didn't seem that enthusiastic. Surprise. You were probably like this, oh, well, fine, fine Matt, come me. on. He didn't seem that enthusiastic because he thinks we don't have anything in common anymore mm-hmm. and that I think of him as my last resort. True. He's so insightful. I know. Fair enough. But he said yes, and we're going. On the 13th, he apologized for being so hesitant and brought me a dozen roses. Also on the 13th, I got a call from the Hamilton admissions officer who had set up my interview. He had received the evaluation of my interview and said it was one of the best he had ever seen. He called the guy who interviewed me and he said I was an exceptional young lady. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said they want me. Basically, they're recruiting me. I am so excited. I got into college after all. Was there ever any doubt? I, I mean, your parents are academics. Like, You've been of working course. your ass off. I just want to say that um, Matt bringing the dozen roses. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel like. That? His head the day before was all like, she doesn't want me. And then his yeah. other head started talking to his head. Yeah. And he's like, dude, it doesn't matter. I love Something her. could happen here. And when you say his other head, do you mean his, his penis? penis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not his like super ego or his ear. No. I mean the downstairs. Yeah. I got so that. I like that he's kind of... Yeah, he's making an effort. One last ditch we attempt. We know he, he does like to, you know, go the extra mile. He did say he wanted to ride you. Yeah. Way back when. That feels like years ago, but it was probably like three days ago in Teenage World. Remember the list that he made? Yeah. Ten Reasons to Love Me. Mm -hmm. I could think of some more. (laughs) (laughs) Today was fun, too. I didn't start school until 9.45, and I only had two classes. Then I went out to lunch with Laura and Maddie. Later, Lucy came over, and we had dinner together and went to the gym. It was fun. After gym, we stopped at Town & Country and got a juice club. Tomorrow, Chloe, my friend from Rochester, is coming with her mom. I'm really excited. I better go to sleep. Later. Love, Gwen. February 19th, 1996. Chloe. This four-day weekend was pretty fun. Chloe came on Friday with her mom. That day, we went to Stanford Shopping Center and bought a lot of new clothes. On Saturday, we got our haircuts, our makeup done, bought lots of makeup, and then shopped a little more with our moms. On Sunday, we went up to San Francisco with our moms and had dim sum. Yum. Yeah. Good choice. We also went to a Jewish cultural exhibit to Haight Street, Ghirardelli Square, and to Berkeley for dinner. Then that night, we went over to Mike's with Cal, Tim, Kylie, Mason, Cam, Billy, and Cody. We showed Chloe how we steal alcohol from Safeway. I love the way you've had this, like, super sort of um, like cultural, affluent, yeah. cultural, and then it's like, and this is how we steal. And this is how we do it. Yeah. I didn't steal it, I though, want, No, you just watched. We know. Yeah. I also, like, I'll be in the car, can't keep watch out, sorry. Away. <laughs> Poor Chloe was like, what has happened to my friend? This is weird. Is this a family friend? Yeah, so we, because you know I was born in Rochester, and then oh, we moved yes. when I was eight, so she was like my best friend from, oh, nice. from there. 
I also had to call AAA because my car's battery died. On Friday night, we went to a basketball game, and Saturday night, we went bowling. It was all really fun, except I'm sick and felt like shit the whole time. It's just so amazing. Like, you're doing this whole day, I know. and you got the flu or something. Yeah. Like, I wonder Probably what's wrong with you. sinus infection. I um, always had sinus infections. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't sound sinusy. I'm much better now. Yeah. I mean, I am a little bit, but... Mm. Um, yeah, in high school and college. And actually, junior high school, I was, like, always really sick. That's horrible. I met this guy in, like, high school that I He was, like, a couple years older than me who, when he heard my name, he was like, oh, my God, you're Gwen Buena de Mesquita. He's like, I worked in the, like, the school office in junior high. And he's like... I thought you were like terminally ill because you had so many absent notices. <laughs> that's so funny. I know. You were really sick. Yeah, I had like. Just, but that's yeah. not represented in Little G's no, diary at all. I just, you know. You didn't feel sorry for yourself. On. Yeah. You didn't want to miss out. And I had really bad allergies and stuff that kind oh. of added to it. Yeah, I used to get allergy shots. All the wow. stuff. I know. I'm so impressed with your resilience. Thank you. Mm. Thanks. I have mm-hmm. asthma. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Swimming around the shallow end of the gene pool with all that stuff there. <laughs> There's some lactose the brain intolerance floating I think your parents around. have a lot to answer for. I know. No. It's the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's my answer to everything. It's the Jews. <laughs> Today, we took them to the airport around 12 p.m. and said goodbye. Then I did my homework, and around 2, Kim came over. I was so excited. You know Kim from Dance Camp, Kim. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Kim. We bonded, and then Kylie came over, and the three of us watched a movie and ate pizza. It was really fun. Welcome to the bad influence. Mm. Around 7.30, we drove Kim back to San Jose. Then I took Kylie home and went home myself. I finished my homework, and now I'm going to sleep. I still feel really gross and do not want to go to school tomorrow. Well, maybe in the morning I'll feel so bad that my mom will let me stay home. That would rock. Well, good night. Love, Gwen. I want a boyfriend. <laughs> I wonder if you're... Are you at the age now where you could just say, I'm not going to school? No. No, she'd still need well, to... Well, probably, but in my mind, I probably yeah. still needed my mom's permission. Yeah. And she's just seen you yeah, uh, carrying out. like a rock star exactly. all weekend. All so weekend. chances are... That's not going to happen. February 21st, 1996. What an ass. Okay, yesterday was very interesting. Matt pulled me aside during brunch and proceeded to babble on about how I don't really like him and how I always ignore him. He said I didn't really want to go to Sadie's with him. I just wanted to go. I kept on denying everything, but he persisted. I don't ignore him. I don't spend very much time with him, but that's because we have two separate groups of friends and don't do the same stuff. Anyway, then he said he was completely in love with me, but he kind of liked someone else. This was where I began to get confused. I asked him why he said he loved me if he thought we had nothing in common. I was mean to him, and he liked someone else. I was completely... He said he was completely in love with me, mm-hmm. but he kind Yeah. But he kind of liked someone else. Matt, like, what are you doing, really Matt? Follow no. I mean, he's all. kind of right. Like, what he's saying about I didn't really want to go with him. He's totally right. Yeah. But, uh, you know... The fact is, is that at least he gets to spend time with you. I don't know. <laughs> what we're seeing here is something you and I weren't familiar with. This is self-respect. This is someone sort of. saying, yeah. Ish. Yeah. So it's, ish. it's like light, self-respect light. Like kept backpedaling, but then was like, oh, like he was aware. Yeah. Yeah. It was slightly humiliating. Yes. Yeah. He didn't know. Then he said he thought he should go to Sadie's with Alexa, the someone else. What an ass. Plus, the whole time he was saying all this, he had his arms around me or he's holding my hands. Mm, mixed messages. Mm-hmm. 
Finally, I made him let go, and I told him to go to Sadie's with Alexa, and I started walking towards my friends. As he left, he said, we're still friends, right? I was like, whatever. Lame, lame. I mean, how could he do that to me senior year, four days before the dance? Now, for the fourth year in a row, I can sit on my ass at home during Sadie's. Everyone in the whole school knew what he did to me, and everybody was really mean to him all day. Yay. Apparently, some guy who graduated last year called him up and yelled at him. <laughs> that guy needs to get a lot. Like, who is that really guy, fast. right? <laughs> that guy is the creepiest guy in this whole entry so far. Wow. I mean, shit I, just got weird. I feel like that's probably made up. <laughs> Like someone just told I that love to the me. way you're like is losing. You're like, hella yeah. And Mara, like yeah. the adult us is like, ew. You guys, come on. Oh I bet my God. a lot of people did yell at him. People cared. They did care. They didn't. At he all. did the wrong thing though, because you might have had a dress. You might have been ready to Well, it go. wasn't that formal. Okay. There was also some weird like I think Sadie's you had to like wear a matching outfit with your date. Like mm. this I, is like this is like the worst version of a school dance and I've ever can heard. Can I say, I matching think I, outfits? I, I know. I remember feeling kind of relieved. Like I don't think I yeah. actually wanted. You to did go walk to this off dance, pretty fast, right? and there were no tears. And it's like the best possible outcome because then I don't have to go. But I've been like wrong. You're going to get attention. Like I asked yeah. him. I put in the legwork. It's yeah, not yeah. my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has messed it up. Yeah. That was all very nice for me. Then, as I was leaving, I saw a tape on my car. It said, still in love on it. And Gwen, I'm hella sorry, heart, Matt. Also, he's still using hella. That's so 10 pages ago in your oh, diary. I, know. I, I know. mean, whatever. No, but remember when he said hecka? So sad. Sad. And let's not forget all the anti-Semitic comments. So, you know, there's that too. I I think this is the best possible outcome. Now I was very confused. That night he called and we talked for a while. He felt really bad, but still ignored. He wanted to go to Sadie's with me again. I was so proud of myself for not backing down. I said I could... Because I didn't want to go. Because I did not want to go. I said I could try and be nice to him and we could be friends, but we could not go to Sadie's together anymore. Yay me. Apparently, he was just using Alexa to make me jealous. Mm. I feel bad for her. What a tangled web he weaves. I mean, I'm sure that's not true. Anyway, I guess we're friends now. Sometimes I still think I like him. Wow. But just, I just don't know. I mean, if Shane liked me, I would like him and not Matt. So does that mean I don't like Matt? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes, little G. Like, can we count how many times I've had this conversation with myself in this diary? It's brilliant. This evening, I was supposed to get to go to ballet, but I just really didn't want to. So I went to school because I knew everyone would be there for gym. I was right. Soon after I got there, everyone was ready to leave. So Kylie and I went to Chili's. Then we went to her house and cleaned out my car. When we were done, I couldn't go home because I was still supposed to be at ballet. Eliza and Mark were there, so we all hung out for a little bit. I went home around 7.45, had dinner with my mom, and then went back to Eliza's and watched 90210 and Party of Five with Eliza, Kylie, Mark, and Luke. It was mooey fun. Such a good night. I I love that right? I love those back-to-back. 90 and Party of Mm -hmm. Five. Mm -hmm. Nailing it. Hopefully the early seasons, which were the strongest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this must have been, right? Yeah. 96. I think Kylie's going to get together with this guy, Scott. I'm really happy for her, but I'm jealous. I want a boyfriend, too. Plus, what if she doesn't spend any time with me anymore? That would really suck. I guess I I don't need to worry too much until it happens. I better go to sleep. Love, Gwen. Yeah. 
I'm know. surprised she doesn't have a boyfriend because she's she always had a boyfriend, but they never lasted that long. Oh, yeah. Which I guess makes the sense. Guys are like, oh, she's out of control. Yeah, I mean, even the boys your age have got some sort of self-preservation. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd last a few months, and then there'd be a lull, and then she'd date somebody else. Yeah. February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. So in between. Friday night was Sadie's. Kylie said it wasn't even that good. I hung out with Shannon in the evening and then went to the bowling alley with Maddie, Ad, Adam, Josh, Tim, Chris, and Christopher. The really cute Christopher. Mm. Darn. We didn't talk that much, though. It's totally hopeless. The next morning, I got in a huge fight with my mom. She said I was becoming a slob with no values that only thinks of myself. I wonder what you did. I what mean, do you think you did? I think I just, like, Were my parents. Messy? I was messy. Yeah. Like, my room was never tidy. Is it, and this is the new house, post-renovation house. Yeah, post-renovation. So nice. Yeah. And, like, you know, I was just always on my phone. Like, they thought I was a jerk. Like, I was yeah. kind of a jerk. Isn't that the best word, by the way? It's such a good word. I know. <laughs> she totally screamed at me. I have feelings, you know, and that hurt them. She is so anal about cleaning. She gets so mad. I was really upset, and I was supposed to go to ballet, but I was still crying when I left, so I wound up going to Kylie's. Do you like how I just skip ballet all the time? <laughs> Not going to do that. No. I, my mom was, like, the type, you know, like, before you even finish your last bite, she'd, yeah. like, put the bowl into the dishwasher. I was just wondering if she was actually anal about cleaning or if it's just that as a mother or as a parent with kids. Yeah. You just want stuff put you away. You just want it done so you yeah. can do your own thing. Yeah. And so their perception of you is that you're so uptight about being clean. But it's right. like, no, no, no. I'm doing all this so I can sit on my ass yeah. and not do anything. Yes. You know? I think, like... But and she also, does sound like she was... She's a bit anal, yeah. yeah. And my... So my mom always says when she was growing up that her parents made her do, like, ridiculous chores all the time. Everything. Like, she had to iron and stuff. <gasps> and so she always vowed to herself that she would never make her kids do that kind of stuff, which we didn't. But then mm. as a result, my siblings and I are all, like, the worst with, like, domestic kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, cleaning. Because we... We just didn't really do that much of it. <laughs> but Ruby, my daughter's 10, her room is starting to take on that slovenly yes. teenage den yes. sort of feel. She takes off clothes. They remain wherever she oh. was, like stomped into the ground. Same and with the boys. she'll pick them up from there the next day. Yeah. And I was like, I really should be teaching her skills to kind of straighten this yeah. out. And I was like, should I go in there once a day and say, just do one thing that right. tidies it up? It's hard to enforce oh, that kind of thing. so much training. I know. Humans. Like, it, it's... Obviously, really easier to do it yourself, worse. but in the long run, yeah. you'll be helping them and yourself. Like, she'll get dressed and everything she's wearing is dirty. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, you've kind of got to put it in put the it dirty in the laundry basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in Izzy, I see so much of myself in that mm, child. Like, mm -hmm. he's a bit of a hoarder, and I know that I do the same thing. And he loves, like, compartmentalizing things oh, into little, yeah. like, like, he puts all these things under his bed. I'm like... Like under, not under the mattress, under his bed, like his little treasures his and stuff. secret things. Yes, yeah, which yeah, like yeah. he wants them close to him, but I'm like, those go in the toy room. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. we can't have a pile of shit under so your bed. So he hides them. Yeah. That's sweet. It is sweet, Just but it's also like, and I like, cause I can't get rid of anything and like he doesn't like to get rid of anything. So he knows he's like got a little. Yeah. Yeah. And Adam is secretly the same, even though Adam's very neat. He like has trouble getting rid of things. You need a big house. I know. Yeah. It's trouble. And plus, we're both compulsive shoppers. And yeah. Izzy and Otis love to shop also. But where's the storage? Where the, we have going? like an attic space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous. She and Eliza and I went shopping then. It made me feel better. I got home around 1.30, and my mom seemed to have forgotten about our argument. 
That night, Carrie came over. We smoked out and watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which was really funny. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good movie. So clearly. Hilarious. Finally, I got high. But you were high. You have been high already. Well, I had smoked before, but maybe I didn't properly get high. Maybe you didn't have, like, the good shit. Yeah, true. And this time you were, Carrie had the good shit. Because there is a massive difference between someone probably giving you a bit of spun tobacco with, like, one tiny bit of marijuana to some... Some bird. And Carrie, Carrie was so cool. Like she had parents that smoked and, you know. Oh, like, yeah. So she's she got was some proper. In, yeah, proper. And you know who yeah. she used to smoke and hang out with all the time? Who? The Franco brothers. Because, you know, I told you James Franco went to my. Is he our age? Yeah. He was mm. my year. And we were seventh grade lab partners. Oh, my God, his brother. And then so I there's like Dave. Brother. And so I think Tom was Carrie's year. Yeah. The middle brother. And they. Because, you know, then, so James went to my junior high school, and then we, Palo Alto split into two high schools, and mm-hmm. I went to Gunn High School, and James, who we called Teddy, went to Palo Alto High School, which is where Carrie went, otherwise mm-hmm. known as Pally. Mm-hmm. And so she was friends with, like, his younger brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were all smoking together, yeah. and their parents were... I don't know. Out. Just cool, yeah. Or, like, yeah, and her parents, I think, were kind of cool with it. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun, just the two of us. Sometimes I just like to stay at home and watch a good movie with a friend. Carrie and I always have fun. And be actually high, which is really fun. Oh, and do you know what Carrie is now, to bring it full circle to your dreams and aspirations? A midwife and a doula. (gasps) Is she? And she lives in Oregon. And she's like, Oh, yes, that's where you need to go to be a midwife in the States. You've got to be in country granola land. Yes. Yeah, because the midwives are being pushed out by all the obstetrics (laughs) Anyway, I've seen the Ricky Lake movie, obviously. Oh my God, stop, Ricky. Business of being born. Today, Lucy, Kylie, and I went to get fitted for our team leotards. Then Kylie and I went to a Stanford gymnastics meet. It was fun. After that, we hung out for a while and went to Chili's. Tonight, me and my parents had dinner with Lisa and her parents. It was good. This weekend, I wrote a 10-page paper for English. It was about my individuality, and I shared all these conversations I've had with my friends. Kylie was in it a lot, and the last conversation was from the night she ran off. Kylie read it. She said it was really good, but I don't think she likes it when people write about her. Also, now she thinks I think she has some big problem, which is totally not true. Obviously it is. But you do think she's got a problem. I know. I hope this doesn't change anything. I hate it when stuff like that happens. I think I thought she had a problem. I don't think it was as big as it actually was. But interestingly, her actually seeing an account of it Mm -hmm. was very confronting for her. Yeah, she didn't like it. Because I was just thinking, actually, like, you writing this diary and being kind of an anxious kid as well, this is, like, very helpful for processing things. Yeah. Like, I think we all need to go I back to diary keeping. That's why I did it. We're just not narcissistic enough, yeah. you know, in a way. Yeah, like Instagram like you are isn't helping in, me. No, I mean, you don't process anything. <laughs> no. If anything, that spikes anxiety because it needs yeah. to, you know, be a curated sort of take exactly. on your life. Yeah, this was just mm. for me. Yeah. Today at Chili's, we were talking about prom and how it was absolutely essential that we go. But who would I go with? I don't want to go with Matt. But who else would ask me? Nobody. Nobody likes me enough or thinks I'm pretty. I hate the guys at Gun and I hate being so in between. All my friends are so pretty and I hang out with them, but I just feel different. I don't look like them and I can't flirt like them. I wish I could just walk up to a guy and hug him or put my arm around him, but I can't. See, they've all known each other for a long time though, haven't they? Aren't they sort of closer? 
They are, but I think like. Or are they also like blonde California yeah, girls? Just, Do you feel like there's not actually all of like them physically different? There were physical differences. I was too hyper aware of like everything, all the nuances of relationships, and like if I was trying to flirt with a guy, like I was and you so insecure, so inexperienced, yeah. and just so insecure. But you, you don't usually have like a self-esteem crisis like this. No. But I th- that is how I always felt. Yeah. And it's funny because I like when I read this, that's how I felt about guys or not being able to flirt with them. But I think I've always, I have total imposter um, yeah. syndrome but or so whatever does they Cheryl call Sandberg, it. So yeah. We've all <laughs> so got that fine. now. But we didn't know that then. We but like little Cheryl. That no, and like that's how I felt in that. Like I felt like I didn't belong in my group of friends, and I wasn't the same as them. And like when I first started working in PR, I felt like that. I was like, I'm not going to make it in PR because like. Everyone else reads all the magazines all the time. And oh, yeah, we're know. so self-limiting. Yeah. We self-limit ourselves, our own perception of ourselves, and all everyone feels it. But I guess it's just how much you listen to that. Right. Or how much of that comes out in your language and what you do. Like yeah. if you feel that but you still, you still pitch all your ideas and, and show up, it's fine. I think if you feel that and you let it really affect, yeah, I show think up, then you so just So back don't. then, I, I kind of let it affect me. Of and course. like I never... Like, like I should have asked Shane to Sadie's. He probably would have said yes. Yeah, yeah he would have just gone. Yeah, like, and it would have been just fine. Just to be a, a mate and it would have been fine. Yeah, but, like, but, yeah, then exactly, like, as I got older and I had a job in PR, for a while I did, like, doubt myself and I was like, maybe this isn't the right career for me and I can't move forward. Oh, yeah, same, like, same. I, like, it was oh, so stupid, the stuff, like, oh, I don't know the names of all the models in the magazines because, like, some of my friends, like, could look at a model in, like, an ad and be like, oh, that's blah, 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 and I couldn't do that, so I was like, I don't belong in PR. Yeah. But luckily well, I You're I, always I looking going. for signs that you don't belong, though. Right. That's the point. You're looking for all these reasons yeah. to kind of that chime with your take on yourself. Yeah. And even like when the boys first started school, I was like, I'm so different from all the other moms. And like, I'm not like the yummy mummies of Notting Hill. Like, why not? Like, why am I different from? Yeah. I'm yummy. You are yummy. (laughs) And I am a mummy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Put it together. What have you got? (laughs) I think when you get to a certain point though, where you realize that you've been listening to those words for so long. Yeah. And you've done all this stuff regardless of it. And you don't have as much time as you did have, and you just kind of get on with it. Yeah. And you just stop bothering with it. And like, but I'm, exhausting. you know, we're 40 now. And I like, know. I feel like I finally realized, like, I'm not an imposter. Like, everyone no. feels this way. Yeah. I am a mom at the school. I'm the same as everyone else. And it becomes part of a, you, part of it you sort of write off as just being part of being female or part right. of being, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do still feel it in my job sometimes, but then I'm like, no. Like, but also you've stepped out of your comfort zone. Yeah, so, recently. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't have made it this far by, like, not completely Well, that's the other thing. Like, every time what? you do something that you're terrified of and it's fine. Right. It's just another reason. Yeah, to I never, can't have, like, you know, fooled everyone. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. hired me. Exactly. Nobody's going to want to go with me. Kylie suggested that I have Hallie set me up with someone, but that guy wouldn't like me either. My girlfriends, well, some of them, always say I'm so pretty and stuff, but guys just don't see it like they do. I hate this. It's so discouraging. I guess I have pretty low self-esteem, but oh well. I'm really tired. I wish Adam would ask me to prom, or Tyler, or Shane, or any one of my guy friends except Matt. What if Matt asked me before I get a chance to find someone? Ah, I better go to sleep. Love, Gwen. (laughs) Because I spiral out yeah, of control. Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts for today? Um, I'm looking forward to prom. Mm-hmm. I think little G stood up for herself today. She's still 
slightly toxic relationship, but with Kylie. Yeah, I think that was great. Yeah, yeah. Baby um, steps. Yeah, I just hope. I hope maybe. Yeah, maybe she'll ask one of these guys. I don't think so, though. <laughs> Let's wait and Let's see. see. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Dear 1995. Apologies as always to my parents for all the lies, deceit, and occasional felony. Per we usual, watching. I was just watching. <laughs> per usual, we'd greatly appreciate it if you could follow us on Instagram at dear.1995. And if you're loving the podcast, please write us a rave review on iTunes and give us a five-star rating while you're there. In next week's episode, Little G gets deep and poetic. No surprise, there's more Kylie drama. And get ready for senior prom. Yay. Peace out. <laughs>